In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learned how it was said, You must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say this to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In this way you will be sons of your Father in heaven, for he causes his sun to rise on bad men as well as good, and his rain to fall on honest and dishonest men alike. For if you love those who love you, what right have you to claim any credit? Even the tax collectors do as much, do they not? And if you save your greetings for your brothers, are you doing anything exceptional? Even the pagans do as much, do they not? You must therefore be perfect, just as your Heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Law If you thought yesterday's teaching was tough, do not be surprised that today's segment is way tougher. In fact, our Lord sets his standard impossibly high. You must therefore be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. The commandment to love one's neighbor as oneself comes from Leviticus 19, chapter 19, verse 18. And we had already seen how our Lord had identified this commandment as a pair to the Shema Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. To form his great commandment of love, to love God and love neighbor a commandment which surpasses all holocausts and sacrifices. But then our Lord points out that even tax collectors and pagans are capable of fulfilling this dictate of loving one's neighbor. So what is so distinctive about Christian love? Christians are sons of your Father in heaven, precisely because they are supposed to love their enemies and pray for those who persecute them. In the first century Palestine, enemies and those who persecute you had a face. It was the face of the hated Roman oppressors. These enemies had taken their land, subjected them to heavy taxes, treated them with violence and injustice, and desecrated their land with their unholy practices and prisons. But this radical love for the oppressors is precisely what will make them sons of their Father in heaven. Whenever the followers of Christ respond to their enemies by loving them, they, like good children, are imitating their Father in heaven, who does not discriminate but causes his son to rise on bad men as well as good, and his reign to fall on honest and dishonest men alike. Indeed, our Lord calls his disciples to imitate their Heavenly Father, to be perfect just as their Heavenly Father is perfect. In this single statement, we see the summary of all six examples of how the righteousness of Christ surpasses the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees who claim that they keep the law. In the Old Testament, Israel was called to imitate God's holiness, which was taken to mean that they should separate themselves from all that is unholy, unclean food, lifestyle, sin, and the Gentiles. But our Lord calls his disciples to imitate God by being perfect in love. This is a love which is not tainted by self-interest, revenge, hostility, or hatred, 
but one that seeks what is best for one's enemies. Let us then forget this standard which the Lord has set for us. Mere outward observance of the law does not produce love. We can meticulously keep the law, but we can do so with reluctance and self-righteousness. Keeping the law is necessary, but as disciples of the law, much more is demanded from us. We need to allow love to transform our hearts so that we can be guided by the values of the kingdom spelt out in the Beatitudes, humility, patience, meekness, purity, and mercy. As the Lord summons us to a heavenly way of life, we look to the saints who show us that it is possible to live this way on earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.